Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the WBR Investing Podcast. Hope you had a great weekend and a good uh, day to start your week on here. Uh, the markets didn't really cooperate. You know, we had such a big move last week uh, that is, I, you, know, you kind of have expected today to be a little sloppy. That's what we got. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the, some of Jay Powell's and Fed's comments today. Again, now they're very, they're, they've gone from, in a few months, inflation is transitory to we're scared shitless about inflation. That's happened real quick. Another policy mistake's happening right there, right now, because they're chasing, they're chasing instead of getting in front of inflation. That's the problem. And they're going to smother growth in the process. And then we'll also talk a little bit about today about uh, sector action, what's happening, hot sectors, right? Energy, precious metals and miners. That's really where the action's been. It's, it's, it's really where your source of, of strength and safety has been. We think that continues. Uh, let's start with the markets first. Again, pretty decent Smart money hour, actually. It could have been ugly today. We came back at the close. Dow Jones finishing down 201 points at 34,552. Uh, SP 500 was down just one point. Big comeback there. Tech made a comeback as well, which accounts for the move higher than the SP 500. NASDAQ today, after being down quite a bit, I think I saw NASDAQ down about 160 points, finishing down just 55 points. That's four tenths of 1%. And finally, Russ 2000, right at, we'll call it 1% today. That was our leader to the downside. Um, tenure today, again, another big jump higher, uh, closing today at 2.31%, highest in some time, obviously. And again, when you have Jay Powell and his married band of central bankers talking about how frightened they are. I mean, that's really what he's saying, frightened by inflation, and that they're going to do whatever it takes to get in front of it. Immediately, the speculation begins, okay, they're going to, next, next meeting, they're going to hike by at least a half a point. And, and, and Powell really kind of hinted that we may have to do that for two or three meetings in a row. So, <clears throat> listen, rates are unbelievably low right now, all right? No one's going to be shocked or bothered, frankly, if the, if the tenure, the tenure has already had a big move. Frankly, it's probably absorbed most of the market action. But if the Fed takes the discount rate up to uh, 1%, 1.25%, we're still talking about near all-time lows in this level. So, that's not that's not really a concern. The concern is is that they're sending signals that inflation is going to be out of control for an extended period, and that's essentially what Powell said today. That's what spooked the markets, saying that no, we no longer believe this is a short term problem. We think it's going to be a pro- an issue with us for for over a year. So that got people's attention. Then all of a sudden, you get the ten year. You get you got yields inverting. You know, the, the two and 10-year spread is still positive by about uh, 0.19%. Very tiny spread there, by the way. But the three and 10s have inverted. Others have inverted. Uh, I'm not really an inverted yield curve expert, except I know what they tend to signal, which is they tend to signal you gotta, you're going to have a slowing economy, and it increases the at least increases the odds that you're going to have a recession, although we don't see that in cards. The economy remains very strong. Corporate balance sheets are in fantastic shape. Frankly, many Americans, most Americans, frankly, uh, their balance sheets are in pretty good shape. Credit card balances are still pretty low. Uh, mortgage, uh, mortgage, um, as far as foreclosures, is really not a problem at all. Doesn't mean it can't spike pretty soon. But so far, it looks like the Fed's got room to raise, raise rates, and it shouldn't be a major problem for the markets. But in the meantime... You know, we've had a great move last week. Again, the SP 500 went up 6% last week and recouped almost half 
of the decline it had seen for the previous 10 weeks. That's a big move in a short period of time. A little uh, consolidation probably makes some sense here. I'll tell you that the uh, VR investing system, we now said at 6 out of 12 screens bullish. That is a neutral reading. And one of our big concerns there is that we, we remain below the 200-day moving average. On every major index is below the 200-day. Uh, both the Dow and the 100, just they're right there. They're less than 1% away from the 200-day. But NASDAQ and most 2,000 are 5% plus away from the 200-day moving average. And we want to see them trade back above that level for about seven days before we'd say, okay, it looks like this downtrend is over. And it will, may well be. The internals have been fantastic last week. Again, we came off extreme oversold levels as far as a, an, an investor sentiment point of view. It had all the characteristics of a market bottom, except we never had capitulation. And so I think a lot of people are saying, let's get that, let's get that capitulation move lower. Let's have a, one more scare move lower, get maybe a double bottom here, and then we can start talking about maybe there's a bottom in place here. Um, also of note, uh, and not a lot of people are talking about this, but you know, we've already had just so far in the what, first two and a half months of, of 2022, we've already had more than a trillion dollars in share buybacks have already been announced for this calendar year. Uh, so it's likely going to be another record year for share buybacks. And because we have so few IPO, I mean, IPO and SPAC market, they're not dead in the water. They can come back to life in a hurry. I expect they probably will. But for the meantime, you know, for the, in the interim, they are pretty much dead in the water. So you don't have a lot of new supply coming on, but the demand continues to build from share buybacks. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, you've got uh, beginning of month, beginning of quarter, uh, pension, retirement plan, et cetera. That's coming up next week, by the way. So you've got a supply-demand equation for the markets that still gives you a very, very bullish setup. And uh, so, again, we uh, short-term, you know, we're, we're, we think that uh, this is probably – Probably a bear. If we had to, if I had to say one or the other, I'd say it's probably a bear market rally, and they're probably going to go lower. There's just so many things about this market that are ugly as far as the, the fundamentals go. With news flow, uh, one day you've got Russia, Ukraine. The next day you've got the Federal Reserve talking about how frightened they are by inflation, and so a lot's knocking this market. But that also builds a nice wall of worry. So you see what I'm saying here. I, I would, we're, we're, we're very nibble here. And we're also, we have a lot of exposure to the market. Again, we love energy, energy stocks. We love precious metals and miners. That's, we probably, we're 65% positioned in the portfolio there. And, um, you know, there are parts of this market we like a great deal. But I think from a calling a bottom point of view, I don't think we can do that yet. I would keep some powder dry. That's what we're doing. You're going to stay nimble, keep some powder dry and be ready to buy at lower prices. But this, the, the wild card here, and this is something we talk about here often, I don't know how to really quantify this, but for me, it's a gut feeling. I am still very concerned because we saw this from, from the beginning of, 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 of coronavirus insanity. The what we've seen has been intentional destruction, right? Just the myriad lies we were told about coronavirus. I mean, it was essentially all a lie. Well, that's intentional then, isn't it? And that means the, the destruction that follows has been intentional. And now we see this Ukraine-Russia war, which, again, why is the U.S. involved here whatsoever, right? Intentional negativity for the U.S. economy. Obviously, all the things that Biden has done, open borders, 
uh, attacks on the oil and gas industry at exactly the wrong time. He's doing all the things that someone would do that purposefully wants to hurt America and hurt the economy. I don't know any other way to look at it anymore. We, we're actually writing about it now as, as if this is a fait complete. This is the deal. This is intentional destruction. And that's not a positive. You can't say that's a positive. There's nothing about that that's a positive for the economy or for the markets. I think it's pretty amazing, frankly, that the, uh, that the markets in the economy have held up as well as they have. It's just, there is a lot of liquidity in this market left over, of course, from all the stimulus and the QE as well. So uh, that, that's it. That's, there's a lot, I know it's a lot to impact there, but that's uh, from the brain of Caparage. That's kind of what we're processing here, and that's what we're looking at. Let's take a look under the hood today. Again, it could have been a whole lot worse today. Again, it's last week's big rally, which, by the way, last week featured fantastic internals. Um, really, the kind of stuff that you says, okay, that looks like a bottom there. Uh, gave it back today, but again, could have been worse. NYSE uh, was, uh, what are we going to call that, one and a half to one negative. Uh, NASDAQ on advanced decline uh, was also right at one and a half to one negative, you know, not even two to one. So we're, we're not talking about bad numbers here. And frankly, volume was only slightly negative for NASDAQ. Again, had a nice comeback today. It's very good to see. Same thing with NYSE. Volume just barely negative. These could have been a lot worse. That's a positive sign. And we almost, <laughs> let's check this out. We almost had positive readings today for new 52-week highs and lows, and it's been some time since that's been the case. Very close to being flat there. We're going to take that as a win today. Uh, so we'll call it mixed internals today. Mixed, mixed to negative internals, but could, could have been a whole lot worse. And our uh, sector watch today, uh, we had, uh, what is this? Um, one, two, three, four. Five sectors finished higher, six finished lower, led to the uh, upside by energy up a big 3.7%. Again, oil uh, spiking again, materials up eight-tenths of one percent to the downside. Consumer discretionary uh, down seven-tenths of one percent. Communication services down six-tenths of one percent. Again, commodity watch today. This is a story. It's oil and gas prices, and it's the action that's taking place in the metals markets. Um, where is that? Second here, I've got to refresh my screen. Computer's acting a little slow today. Here we go. Uh, gold today, up $6 an ounce. But frankly, that wasn't really the story. You know, gold has obviously been on a, on a strong move higher, above the 200-day. Same thing with silver. Uh, gold today finishing at 1935 an ounce, up $6 an ounce. But the story has been the action in the miners. And that's really what you pay attention to. You know, if you've, li if you've liked this group and been involved in this group as long as I have, you know, I put my first buy recommendation on this group in 2003 in the second ever uh, VRA letter that we put out uh, back in, again, 2000, I think it was June of 2003. Uh, GDX today, the minor ETF, up 2.7%. So major, major league outperformance from the miners to the underlying commodity. That's a, that's a buy signal. That's a buy signal. Also about this group, and again, GDX, the minor ETF, is the uh, uh, it's had just last week had a golden cross buy signal, which is the the, the major one, which where the fifty day moving average crosses the two hundred day moving average again. That took place last week, and then today another golden cross by uh, took place in GDX when the one hundred day moving average crossed the two hundred day. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know the the math behind this or the numbers, but it's not that common to see golden crosses. Like that, you know, your two major ones, the 50 and the 100-day crossing the 200-day, uh, that's very good. And it's great to see this action again outperforming 
the underlying metals is always a buy signal. And the relative strength of this group has been very, very good for about the last three and a half, four months. Again, compared to the underlying commodity, it's been on a buy signal the whole time. We think this group's ready to go. I'll tell you that the GDX can break out of $40.26, $40.26 a share, which is right at about, what is that, $2 a share from here, actually. If GDX moves, which is nothing percentage-wise, if we get that kind of a move, about 3 3.5% move from here, uh, then uh, it's off to the races. Because that's a 52-week high. That'll signal a new buy signal. The charts look fantastic here. We actually put out a piece today about this. And I just love the chart of GDX. We have for a long time, as you know. You've been joining us here. And we've got our favorites, of course, uh, that we like in this group that are just flat-out grand slams. Uh, one just got is take, being taken over right now, Turquoise Hill. And the other, well, you know what? Come and join us at VRAinsider.com. A little cheesy uh, sales tactic there. VRAinsider.com. And uh, you'll find out about all of our positions, an entire VRA portfolio. Uh, we never recommend more than about 15 stocks at a time. And again, we're pretty nimble. Uh, we're not day traders, but we are active traders. And we use our VRA investing system to trade leverage ETFs. Uh, we're very esoteric. You know, there's, there's really no other newsletter quite like us because it, I, don't care, I don't care what the investment is. If I can quantify it and if I understand it and we track it, I'll recommend it. Whether it's a penny stock, it doesn't matter what industry it's in, leverage ETS, non-leverage ETS, I, I, we just don't care. Our job is to make our members and our clients money, and we'll go anywhere we need to to make that happen, as long as it's not too 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 crazy of an investment. Uh, so come check it out and see what you think about it. We think you may stick around. A lot of people do. Also today, in there, as far as our commodity watching in silver, uh, 31 cents announced today at 25.40. I think that's a... Yeah, it's just, that's a good move higher in silver. 1.2% move higher today in silver, uh, more, more than gold. Uh, again, finishing up uh, 31 cents announced at 25.40. Copper today, down slightly, uh, down 3 cents a pound at $4.70 a pound. This this group just looks fantastic. The, 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 these mining companies are printing money. They're printing money. And it's the group is, we've talked about a lot here, this group is so underloved, the average investor barely has a position in this group. If you're a contrarian, you love it from that point of view. And also, the balance sheets of these companies have simply never been better. You know, they, their debt is almost non-existent now, uh, based on where it was in passable markets. Uh, they got their cost structure down as far as overhead, and their risk structure is much, much has been greatly reduced. And um, at the same time, they're, they're trading at ridiculously low PE multiples and, uh, and cash flow uh, uh, levels just to, to tell you th this group has to be owned. And guess what else? This group, precious metals and miners, happens to love Fed rate hike cycles. We have the evidence to back that up. Something we've talked about here uh, quite a bit. All, all the, all the, all the signs are there that this group is ready to really take off and have a multi-year bull market. That's what our call is here: a multi-year bull market that may be the best ever bull market for this for this group right here. Um, also, commodity watch today again. Oil up a big seven fifty at one ten sixty four. But I'm talking to people. I'm sure you, you're hearing the same stories. You know, people that we know and respect are saying oil's going to one fifty, oil's going to one seventy, and uh, we've heard that before. You know, we've heard that before. That's what people were saying when oil topped out at what two thousand eleven or so. You know, um, but this does seem to have, be a different setup. You know, again, intentional destruction. We have a president 
that uh, just seems oblivious to the fact that uh, consumers are having to pay ridiculous prices at the gasoline pump. He just doesn't care. He just does not care, right? Could not care less about the average American and the pain they're living through with Biden's inflation. That's scary. And it probably means that oil and gas prices are headed higher. And I think that's a smart way to be positioned is how we're playing it here as well. Again, today, oil at 110.64, up 750. Finally today, Bitcoin down 123 at 41,194. Folks, always appreciate you being here. Thanks for your feedback. Keep it coming. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.